This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Well, Swindon fans behaving all of a sudden as if they're uh, about to win the cup final. Yeah. makes me feel good yes indeed Swindon Town killed a thousand accumulators this weekend by putting an end to Mansfield Town's unbeaten League 2 run fair play to them but it's 17 and out for you more importantly it ended Swindon's run of eight games in all competitions without a win still only our second win over 10 league games across close to two months but let us live in the moment Swindon Town 2 Mansfield Town 1 here to discuss in happier moments is Terry. Hello, Terry. Evening, Rich. This could be the world's shortest podcast. You would never get me on when we uh, win and try not to talk about other stuff. So it could be like... it's nice that I don't have to talk about concerts or or anything or any anything other else. nonsense. No um, talking nonsense. of talking of accumulators that um, that we no doubt spoil up and down the country. I think I should confess to uh, to lumping on Mansfield. At half time, hmm. look, the, the reason you do it is you can't lose, right? So I was, I was very happy to lose my bet. I think most people vote vote uh, bet against their team if you win, brilliant, and if you don't, money. Yeah, and to be clear, it's uh, it's it's I've, I've bashed the bookies this month doing exactly the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I will continue to do so until I'm until I'm proven that this is a perhaps a consistent upturn. Um, but as we're going to on to. To chat about Rich, I'm really hopeful that it might be a bit of a, a bit of a turning point in the season. I really, I, I, we're going to dive into the sort of tactical changes a little bit, but I'm very, very, very hopeful that Michael Flynn looks at that yesterday and thinks, you know what, I might try that again. Yeah, if we're superstitious, it is come to this. It took a group of fans from Sweden to provide town some likatil, which I think is good luck. You've got a little connection to Sweden, haven't you? Yeah, spent spent four or five years of my childhood on and off there. Whereas I went on honeymoon there, so I think you win. Very that. similar. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, clearly, our command of the Swedish language is equal, though irrelevant of the uh, of the amount of time spent. So, 
Very much so. Three and a half years in Germany, very little German ever spoke. So, um, you know, it's a damning, uh, damning thing. Yes. Thank you to the nation of Sweden for changing our fortunes. Let's get straight into it with the with the lineup. So Murphy Mahoney in goal, who a performance that was worthy of Football League paper team of the week. <laughs> I think he's had busier days. Yeah, indeed. Godwin Malief, Harrison Minturn and Fraser Blake Tracy at the back. This is where things change a little bit. Liam Kinsella came in in the defensive midfield role with Kokolo and Hutton on the wings. But just ahead of Kinsella was McEachran and Khan, and then Kemp in the usual place just behind Jake Young. Later, we would see Tyree Shade come on for McEachran with about 13 minutes to go. And then we would see Charlie Austin come in for the last minute plus injury time. Mansfield Town, of course, fielded Louis Reed and Aidan Flint. One was mildly yet consistently booed throughout the game. The other was not. I'll let you guess who it is. Before we get into the nitty gritty of the Swindon stuff, uh, R. Allison says it's peak STFC to go eight games without a win and then this are Mansfield Town still unbeaten? Aidan Flint says, no, no, no. Uh, many people were waiting to say that. Yeah, apparently so, Rich. And you you know, because <laughs> we've discussed off mic, I don't really get buy into the whole Aidan Flint pantomime villain thing because it happened in a weird 18 months where I didn't pay any attention to football um, for, for reasons that aren't for a Sunday afternoon talking about football. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I just... I, I always think of Aidan Flint as he was that really good defender we got from non-league who played quite well for us for two years and then we flogged. Yeah, that's that's about it. Um, but, I, but I do understand he he appears to rile up some of our fans. It was amazing how many people who were booing him around the Don Rogers stand to the block where I live that weren't even born when Aidan <laughs> Flint was <laughs> saying no, no, no. But their their parents and uh, family and friends have clearly trained them. Absolutely perfect pantomime villain. Let us remind ourselves when Aidan Flint was asked that ridiculous question by the Sky Sports reporter, just listen to the background and, and hear what Aidan Flint was listening to. Quite, quite. <laughs> there is nothing more precious than a football fan who's hurled abuse at a player who has the audacity to then respond. It was a daft question by Sky Sports, though. It's like, hey, (laughs) hello, um, do you want this team that's been calling you that name um, for the last 30 seconds during your interview and has uh, given you abuse? uh, Do you want them to go up with you? Uh, Yes. Uh, Never going to happen. Quite. (laughs) Okay, let's get back into Swindon mode. After the game, Michael Flynn said the formation meant that if we won the ball upfield, then... Dan Kemp could find space. Austin was dropped to accommodate this, um, who's been brilliant for Finn, his words, uh, told Austin that he needed a rest. Uh, he found it it was a difficult decision because we've got a small squad, but Austin understood. So I think we can all agree that was a standout performance for Liam Kinsella, one of his best, if not is his best game for Swindon. Uh, But how pivotal was this tactical switch against Mansfield? I think it was massive, Rich. And like I said, I really hope that Michael Flynn watches that and and sticks with it. Um, And and, and I think actually, if we just park the the, the squad depth conversation for a week, because there's nothing new to say there, and we park the the conversation around individuals, right? This isn't a, is Charlie Austin good or bad at football conversation. This is very much more about the structure of the side. By, by having one more responsible defensive body in there, it just allowed us to be a little bit more in control. And not in control of possession, but just in control of, in control of transition, in control of... Where we are on the field, we, it, it's funny watching us in in the old shape where, that that we have been persisting with all season. We appear to be outnumbered all the time at both ends of the pitch, whereas yesterday we didn't because you know we had the three cent and a half plus Kinsella was always there, and you know then you can also talk about how Saidu Khan isn't a holding midfielder. So playing him in front of a screen allows him to be more dynamic and more impactful, which I think we all agree he was yesterday. It was certainly one of his better performances of the season. And I think I think he 
I think looking at the listener contributions, he was he was a, a popular vote for man of the match there. So you just start looking at it, and it just made us a bit more solid and a bit more, for the want of a better word, a bit more sensible. Like we just went about our business a bit more sensibly, and the way that manifested in the first half actually almost was, um, for the first time under Flynn, we sacrificed possession. It was fifty fifty at half time. We also sacrificed speed and pace and intensity in the game because the first half was much much more pedestrian than most of our games have been this season but it suited us much better and we were chatting yesterday about how um in in Dan Kemp and and Jake Young we've got two of the best attacking individuals at the level this year and sometimes it's okay especially against good teams sometimes it's okay to have everybody else just do a pretty solid, sensible job and rely on individual brilliance from one of those two because likelihood is they're going to combine and make something happen, which is exactly what happened in the first half. So, you know, first half, I don't think we were the better team. I think Mansfield were a better football inside. But it's the most thoughtful and considered and sensible I've seen us play this season, I think. So why, and I I appreciate football isn't black and white it isn't just like just do this and it works and hey presto that's it but why did it take this long for Michael Flynn to just make these very minimal changes that made such a big impact considering everybody on the field from the first minute with exception of Kokolo have been available pretty much all season that's the million dollar question Rich and I don't think it's a question that we'll ever that we'll ever fully be able to answer as fans. There's so many nuances to this, right? You you, you drop A to do it, you've got to drop your captain, and that's a huge decision. You that that captain also happens to be your most experienced, probably highest played, best player. Um, certainly on paper, looking in. So you know Charlie's form had to had to get to a point where that became a feasible option. Number one, and number two, Michael Flynn had great. Um, Success, you know, the first 10 games of the season playing this gung-ho, uh, crazy style of football, scoring lots of goals, getting lots of national attention. Um, and I just think we just stuck with it for a bit too long. And look, this might be a flash in the pan. We might try this on Tuesday and get beat and we might just go back to where we were or where we have been the last four, five, six weeks. You know, really hope we don't because it's not much fun. Um, but all we can do is look at yesterday in isolation and say that it was a it was a much more sensible, structured, solid performance. Certainly in that first half. Second half did go a bit nuts again for a bit. Um but that first half it was look, it can go either way, right? I think if if we don't and and we, we got the goal from a set piece in the first half, if Jay Young doesn't score that, at half time you're sat there probably thinking that was a bit of a naff first half and Mansfield are way better than us. Because it was a super, it was a tight game. Mansfield were the better side of the first half, um, so you know it's it's very easy to sort of leap to these these big sweeping conclusions based on based on a result where we've nicked a set piece and then scrambled at home a last minute winner. We could have easily have lost that game, um, it, we, as likely as us winning it. So it is tricky. But looking at that first half alone, I I enjoyed the fact that for once we sacrificed a little bit of intensity and control in favour of defensive solidity. Yeah. For those missing that we weren't sure of, uh, Hepburn Murphy has a sore knee and uh, Bruitt has tendonitis. Nothing sinister on on Hepburn Murphy. And I think Bruitt's manageable. He, Michael Flynn described that as frustrating, but neither were particularly missed. But as you said, I think Mansfield was certainly the better team in the first half. And it's a very familiar sight in the opening stages at the county ground where last year we had Swindon going all that. Uh, in the opening stages, maybe at the start of the season too, but in more recent times, encapsulated by Aldershot, it's been the opposition that have gone out of the blocks brighter, quicker, and it was Mansfield this week, and it dwindled pretty pretty quickly. Swindon had, it was funny, Swindon had a speculative effort, and it's not even in many of the uh, in the highlights reels. I don't even think our good friend Ian in Florida included it, but it was a speculative effort from distance, and it got such a good reaction from the Swindon fans because Mansfield had been on top for the opening stages. And just by doing that, and it was the first proper chance of the game, it just felt like, oh, yes, we're still here. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you've got to get through those 10 minutes like conceding, which we did. And 
that's not really thanks to us. So I don't I don't think we defended particularly well, but you know you get through that with Mansfield missing a couple of chances, and I think Nigel Clough will be sat there ruining ruining a lot of missed chances yesterday, and, and it's a game they probably shouldn't have lost. But um, frankly, as Swindon fans, that's not for us to worry about. And yesterday was one of those moments that reminds you that. That's why you watch football, right? And our, and our frustration with everything else. It only comes from us wanting to have those moments more. Over the first half, it was much slower than what we're used to. Do you, do you think over the 90, and when we get to Michael Flynn's post-match comments, you know, that there's a, there's a to and fro there. But do you think that would have suited us long term in that 90 minutes? Because it wasn't hustle and bustle in the first 45 and... That would have preserved energy levels. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think so. I, I guess ultimately, like if it's when it's so hustle bustle and crazy, like and we we look really dangerous going forward. We always look good going forward, but we look so bad defensively because we overcommit, we're outnumbered, and also we don't recover very well. Whereas yesterday, Mansfield didn't do anything quickly, which allowed us to recover a bit better. But we were we did have that extra body in there in Kinsella, so we were able to get that low block in place and stifle their their their, their counterattacks quicker which meant the game didn't really have this sort of pendulum feel it did have much more of a much more of a, a, a pedestrian pace to it, as you described um is that is that long term viable it has to be because the other way of playing doesn't work we've proven that we've we've been absolutely dreadful for the best part of two months now so it can't. We, we've proven that work. That doesn't work. So so we have to find a way to make this way of playing now work. Or and if that doesn't work, we have to find find a different way of playing. We have to keep trying to do stuff differently until we we settle on something that is gonna is gonna help us grind out. You know, six 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 eight points a month, which is which is not where we've been the last two months. So, um, I guess that's a long long way of saying it has to be viable, right? It has to be. What do you think about Mansfield? A few listeners in the contributions stated how they didn't think Mansfield were up to much. What surprised me is they didn't exploit the the frailties that we've shown for weeks until they scored their goal, which we'll get to shortly. But it, they, they, they were just playing long diagonal balls and it was just so manageable for for long spells. Clough clearly got his first 11 wrong because he made his double change, which made an instant impact a bit later on. But I was surprised with that. I thought like a team like Mansfield would really want to exploit where we've been troublesome. There were areas still in this game where there was so much space in the middle that they just didn't go into. They were just kept on wanting to take it to the to the byline, to long hopeful ball that either went over the heads of the wingers or a good first touch and then easily to tackle and get the ball back. I think they're solid, not not spectacular. Would would be the way that I sum it up, and that that's probably proven by the fact they've they yes they are unbeaten, but or well, they were until yesterday, but they've uh-huh. drawn almost as many games as they've won. You know, so they're not swashbuckling, they're not Stockport, they're not Wrexham, they don't score heaps of goals. They are very good defensively. I think Nigel Clough is quite a conservative, um, dated manager. This year he just seems to have increased the calibre of, of individuals in each of the major the major parts of the field, right? You, you know, um, Keeler Dunn is, is, is scoring at a rate that they've not had a striker score at in a, in a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. They've probably got the best centre half partnership in the in the division, um, and and they've got Louis Reed at the base of the diamond, which, which which as we know, that you don't find a better a better midfielder at the level to do that to do that um, single pivot at the base of a diamond. So I think if you get all of that right, I don't think you have to be swashbuckling to get results in this in this division consistently. The problem is when you get it wrong, it looks ugly. <laughs> looks really ugly. When Swindon get it wrong, it 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 looks mental and deranged. When Mantle get it wrong, like they did yesterday, it's just boring and ugly, and just makes makes them look really average. Uh, I spent most of the first half obsessing over Aaron Lewis's hair. Um, what a what a barnet that is! By yeah, the way. proper point break break uh, roadhouse stuff. I haven't seen that sort of hair since like the early 2000s. And it's usually like a overseas player who's come in. Uh, he's got all the gear and no idea. And Aaron Lewis was a bit like that. He got an assist, but he was a bit like that this weekend. Yeah. And again, he's had a really good season at the point in the diamond. And again, it was again, sort of 
really just looked a bit off yesterday. I think if you're a Mansell fan, you sit there and go, we're not going to change what we do. If we get if we have seven or eight players put in a seven out of ten, we win most games. Yesterday they had seven or eight put in a five and, and, and they lost a very tight game with the last kick of the kick of the ball. We almost scored shortly before going one nil up. Blake Tracy should have done better with a header, but then it didn't matter because a few moments later, Swindon made it 1-0 and it was lovely. Uh, Kemp's free kick is perfectly weighted to the unmarked Jake Young, who expertly slices his effort past... Oh, I ain't having have that, Rich. Expertly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, expertly is doing the heavy lifting, but slices is there. Um, <laughs> one, one of the several training ground set-piece moves that they performed in the first half, mostly from corners, but this was clearly one that they worked on. It worked... But <laughs> the, if anything, he hit it so badly it went in. Yeah, quite. He, he catches that sweet and it, it just goes over the bar or straight at the keeper, doesn't it? He's just having one of those seasons where, where you know, things things just are going for him. And um, that's that's the fifth consecutive league game that he's scored in. Um, I'd imagine if it wasn't for Owen Doyle, then then he'd be he'd be eyeing up some sort of record there. But obviously, we Mister Doyle holds hold a set that. Uh, Quite frankly, ridiculous bar. So I can't imagine that's in threat. But yeah, six and five for him, and and I think I think he said in the post match, right? Like when you're having a season like he's having, both of those goals sort of happen. Um, and and most most games, most weeks, most seasons, they don't. And and it's just one of them for him. And may it, may it can may it continue <laughs> beyond February the first. But it's not, is it? But we're we're going to enjoy it while we still can. We're not going to fall into the the Doyle Yates. Uh, month of December where we spent all that time fretting over it and then it happened and we fretted some more and then they came back and then the pandemic arrived so we're going to just see what happens with Young and Kemp and just hope for the best but how how can they not be recalled even if they send them back on the last day of January how can they not they would be clinically insane MK Dons and Bradford if they don't yeah it would be some of the stupidest football decisions I've, I've seen in a long time if they're not both immediately recorded at the first opportunity. Yeah, I'm hearing rumours. There is there is rumours beginning to seep out amongst the fan base that Kemp to Swindon is a done deal. But I've done some asking around and no, I don't think it is at the moment. Like I said, I think MK Dons would be absolutely extraordinarily off their minds unless there's a fee involved. And if it was a done deal, Terry, announce it now. It's not a done deal. If it was a done deal, especially the amount of shit that everyone's been giving the club the last four weeks, it's your perfect half season tickets. It's, 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 exactly, yeah. And, and look, between you and I, is there a reason why the Dan Kemp might be signing permanently rumours coming out the same week the season tickets go back on sale? Mm. Don't know. I'll let you join the dots on that one. If it's done, they would have announced it because they've had so much shit over the last four weeks that it would have shut us all up, wouldn't it? Dan Kemp isn't signing for us permanently. If he does, I will be very, very surprised. I will also question his own sanity. Because, you know, fr- frankly, I don't understand if you were Dan Kemp why you would give the next two and a half years to 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 our club. And that sounds awful, but I, he will have better options than us. He must do. I, I'm not necessarily going to go in on the he must be mad to join Swindon. I, I don't necessarily agree that because the stability, as long as the pay is right for him, but he's League One minimum. He is League One minimum and we can't offer that. But it's it's more about what MK Dons do because they've got a new manager now, another new manager, yeah. Yeah. and they're going to want to have a look at him as well. It was it was a very flat atmosphere again at Swindon. The, the crowds are down again, and that really, really was a lovely moment. Uh, the only noise really were from Mansfield fans, and that was not exactly vibrant. It's a real you call it a one hundred and one sort of room one hundred and one football fandom. I get it, but you're second in the league, unbeaten all season in the league. Almost all your songs about Swindon being. A rubbish place to go. I just don't understand that. It, it, that's you know that's killjoy. I, I don't. I love going away. I love chanting. I love singing. But when it's like this place is a is a heck hole. I want to go home. I'm just like, have you not got players you want to celebrate? Yeah. Do you know what it says to me, Rich? Like, and we're going off on a tangent here to slag off Mansfield for thirty seconds, and that's fine. That's really good fun. It all it says to me, they're just just a bit of a nothing small club. Like, if if you're if you have genuine genuine sort of if you're used to taking big fan bases away yada 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 
like you go away and you celebrate your own team and you get behind your own team like you know and well, no, we do it sometimes we tend to do it we tend to do it when we're really rubbish which I completely get um you know I don't remember many times in the playoff season two seasons ago I went to most away games that year I don't remember many times where it wasn't just 90 minutes of, of celebrating the 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 the, the the side that we had in front of us and the manager that, that had that we had sort of putting that team together and 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 that and that was that i think it's just a bit naff and it's a bit, a bit sort of small town small club mentality uh, the killjoys of swindon town also you're from mansfield Come on. <laughs> well we get quite a bit of fra- praise from from opposition fans for the way we analyze their club not this week don't care ah no one's getting this far if you're a mansfield fan you're not celebrating your first defeat in 18 are you? let's be honest exactly well the mood at halftime was very much well we've been one nil up at home before and it's all gone um a little bit wrong and then they made a double change at halftime clough bringing on lucas akins who's been there done that and it only took Took him four minutes uh, to make an impact. It's so funny, Lucas Aikens. He's he's really effective, but he's so slow. Oh man, no, he's such a bizarre footballer. You watch him and he looks terrible, but yeah, he's really effective. He's very strange footballer to watch. He would drive me nuts. Absolutely nuts if I had to watch him every week. Exactly. And like every time he was on the ball, he looked like he was going to fall over it. But at the same time, what he was aiming to do, he often achieved. Yeah. And that, that, that included the goal itself. And it, Even on the goal, I'm like, he's missed that. He's messed it up. Like, you're clean, clean, clean through. And then all of a sudden, you're not anymore. And you've got two defenders around you. But yet you still, because, you're, because you, you have the pace of a slug, and you're, you still somehow then managed to score. It was really peculiar. I think that's not take away from the fact that it was the same old story from Swindon. Mansfield break free, open up Swindon with so much ease. And it's just the same as you, just the same as Michael Flynn. I thought Dokes had done enough to force him wide. And it was so sorry. I even said as it was going, I was like, oh, God. And then I was like, oh, no, I think we... Oh, oh, God. And, and, and it went. And that, that sort of sparked off what was a much more open second 45 wasn't it it was much much more open yeah i mean i was i was uh i was watching on the um uh on from the chateau um so i was i was accompanied by andrew halls and um uh fjortoff's commentaries and they were describing almost as like a you know two punch drunk heavyweights i'm not sure heavyweight maybe two punch drunk lightweights um, swinging at each other and missing and ducking and then swinging again. It was. It did revert back to. Uh, it did revert back to that sort of chaos. Um, new, you know, positive chaos, neutral chaos, negative chaos, depending on depending on which five minute block you look at. But it was very very chaotic for a long for for a long period of that second half, sparked by their goal. And I wonder actually whether it was also sparked by their changes because. Actually, if the two teams were as they finished the the first half, you would imagine the second half would have played out similarly. But but clearly, Nigel Clough had identified a, you know, you, you got you got to wonder actually whether he was reacting to us lining up slightly differently to we have to to how we did all season. Um, you know, so he's brought in brought on one more attacking body. He then created those overloads in transition, which we which we've seen all season, and that we and, we, and that we negated in the first half through our change in system. And I think it just made the whole game more open and, and, and made both ends of the pitch more completely sort of 1v1 rather than rather than a sort of having a few more numbers back, which is how we played the first half. So, yeah, it was it was it, it was a really good second half, Rich. It was a really, really good game of football second half. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I enjoyed it. I was cold and that always takes a little bit of shine off a, off a good game of football when it's... Yeah, I get that. Was... You know, my, my, my little one was napping. I had a cup of tea. I, I lit, oh, lit a nice, a nice yes. candle and, you know, I was, I was watching from the comfort of my own land. Sounds fantastic. I, I wanted... I, there was a penalty shout. I missed it and I haven't seen it since. Um, but Flynn said he got an apology during the game from the referee to state uh, to state that it was a penalty. This, which... also, this always makes me laugh, Rich. And um, Michael Flynn loves getting apologies from referees, by the way. Um, this really makes me laugh. Like, the idea that the referee trotted over and went, no, you're right, that was handball. Sorry. I don't know, what? It's so weird. Like, no, he didn't. But it, it, got a, it got a classy touch um, reaction from... And I wonder what that reaction would have been like had it not <laughs> resulted in a Swindon Town win that game. But... It's so peculiar, though, isn't it? Like the, the, the idea that the referee has seen it, 
not given it, and then 30 seconds later gone, actually, no, it probably was. I better go and apologise. It's, it's so bizarre. And for me, look, I think there's too many handballs in football anyway, so I'm, I'm happy with not being given. Um, the Mansfield one at the other end was never a penalty um, either. So I think just I enjoyed the game as it played out and we just take it on the chin. And there wasn't much anger from either side when when those happened. Shout outs to a couple of players. The Reddish Frog said Sided Khan drove his forward time and again strong and a great touch. Possibly his best game for Swindon for a while. Yeah, he was um he 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 was outstanding. It was a bit bit more of the sort of early season uh about Saidu Khan. Um I think he was massively helped by having Kinsella in behind him. Uh for two reasons. I think A it gave him a little bit of um, a little bit less to worry about defensively, which was which was super useful. But also, B, I think it was one less person ahead of him, which meant he had more room to run into. If that makes sense, um, but by by taking out a body ahead of him and putting a body in behind him, it created a lot of space. And 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 Saidu Khan's best when he's moving through the zones. When he's really he he's very good at progressing the football in possession. I don't think he's a particularly good passer of the ball, but he's very good at moving the ball forward while in control of it. And he did that. I mean, there was one lovely sort of half-turn pirouette on halfway, wasn't there, where he just completely done the fella who got too tight to him and he was and then he's breaking it straight at the, the sort of heart of the Mansfield defence. So he, he he was very, very good yesterday, but I think that was structural as well as, as, well as sort of performance. Yeah. And another player got a lot of praise. Still finished probably... Fourth in the in the man of the match chat was was Harrison Minton. Some comments here: SM four seven five zero Minton makes me nervous due to errors, but was solid at the back. His best game yet. Tom Elliott says Minton man of the match. Great to see an academy lad thriving. Mitchell Singh saying big shout out to Minton, Kinsella and Kokola. Minton at nineteen uh, against some units up front. Adam Johnson saying was most impressed with Minton in terms of potential. Hope he keeps improving. And Ben Kirby says, Mingoat with a run of games and more experience, and he could be brilliant. Michael Flynn, <laughs> the manager, uh, Michael Flynn said, thought he was excellent, and he was very good last week too. Before I go into the, the question, I, I've done a spreadsheet in, in my downtime, and I like to see where we are in terms of our developing our players and I've been looking at players from the 21st century and our record remains poor on this front. Harrison Minton has played 27 games and that's enough to see him in the top 10 of appearance holders in this category. So 71 Swindon Town under 18s or graduates have featured in the first team since the 1st of January 2000. I'll give you some rankings just to give you an idea of where we are at 10 Harrison Minton. 23, Anton Dworzak. 23 of 71, Anton Dworzak with nine appearances. At 28, Miles Abodo. Nobody had heard of him before the season started. 31, Sonny Hart with five appearances. And 39 of 71 players, Harvey Fox with four. Harvey Fox is a current Swindon player, and I think a lot of Swindon fans wouldn't be able to name him. 20 of these 71 haven't played or didn't play beyond their debut. 41 have played less than five games or five games or less. 48 have played less than 10 games. Five have played more than 50. Only three have played over 100. And only seven have commanded fees upon their exit. However, 20 of these players are from the Morfuni era, but only five of them have played league minutes. And that is why, to me, Terry, this is why it's important that Harrison Minton's development continues yeah i mean a huge respect to you um for the amount of work you put in there b it, if that's a cry for help then just message me separately i will do we, thank you <laughs> i will do and i, I it's a lovely spreadsheet now, pick you, a did, number. you did mention before we went live that you'd had three hours to yourself this afternoon so yeah yeah pick up pick a number between one and 71 oh god i i, I want to go i'm not going to go crazy low because i'm going to go 19 19, you're looking at Nathan Edwards, 2001-2003, just 11 games. I'm gonna. I'm trying to think top three here. So the Thompson brothers, presumably. Yeah. One and three. One and three. Who's? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really be annoyed myself. I don't get the middle one. Is it Miles Story? It's not. Miles Story is in the top 10, though. He's eight. Yeah. I should obviously get this, and I'm just not going to. He's been on the pod. Michael Pook. Oh, of course, yeah. Michael cool. Pook. Top five is Nathan Thompson, Michael Pook. Louis Thompson, Sean Morrison, and Scott Twine. 
Yeah. There yeah. you go. Huge difference between the the, the, the top ten, <laughs> close to two hundred for Nathan Thompson, and then at number you know, ten, like, fingers Minton. crossed. There's no reason why Harrison Minton doesn't add another twenty or thirty this season, right? Yeah. Like, he he. What I what I'm really enjoying about Harrison at the moment is how quickly he is developing, and it just it just goes to show. I think especially as a defender, it's really hard. And you know, I four weeks ago. I was very much in the camp that Harrison Minton should be on a season-long loan to the National League. I think I'm still in that camp in an ideal world, but Clemore Foonies, Swindon Town aren't an ideal world. So if there are silver linings to our current uh, systemic failings, then Harrison Minton getting 20 or 30 Football League appearances this season and being a significantly better footballer for it is a massive silver lining, and and I'm absolutely here for it. Brewitt fit next week? Does he come in? Not, not for me. I don't think you can drop the kid. If you can't call him out in post match press conferences and say he's been doing really well, because we also know Mike Flynn is very honest with this stuff, because he also didn't have many nice things to say about him eight weeks ago. Yes, I, I'm. I'm not convinced Michael Flynn is a huge fan of Tom Brewitt either. We need Brewitt back a hundred percent because we're down to Sonny Hart as a backup centre back and. Minton did a significant error in, in the second half, which went unpunished, thankfully. I'd have flapped madly if Tom Brewitt did that. We all know that, that I would have. Um, he got away with it, and the way the players rallied behind Minton in the immediate aftermath of that was really great to see, um, just sort of like supporting him. He's plenty to work, but he is only 20 at the end of December. Yes, not even 20. So the thing that I'm enjoying about his performance, I particularly enjoyed yesterday about his performance. So I don't think he's a ball-playing centre-half yet. And I actually think he gets in most of his muddles, including the one yesterday, where he, for whatever reason, either by design or by accident, finds himself advanced beyond the defensive line in that pocket just in front, and he receives the ball. And that and he got that, that's what happened yesterday. And he, he got robbed, didn't he? Um, so... Ball playing, don't know, but you can build on that. What you can't build on is your is your desire and willingness to defend. And I think he's got that in spades. And I, the one bit that I took away from yesterday more than anything else is we are really bad at defending set pieces normally, like really bad. And <clears throat> look, Charlie Austin isn't having a great season. Certainly not a great six weeks. The one thing Austin does bring us is 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 uh, he's very very good at defending set pieces. Austin wasn't on the pitch. So, really, Harrison Minton was the leader in that defensive unit when we were facing um, when we when we were facing set pieces into the area. And Aiden, he was marking Aidan Flint, man for man, every set piece. And Aidan Flint did not get a sniff. The one set piece that uh, Mansfield almost scored, should have scored from, was actually Bailey Cargill um, beating Dokes in the air at the back stick. And Lewis Aiken sort of came steaming in. And Bazali hit the bar from three yards, but also never looked like scoring. No, <laughs> it's true. I think he did well to get it. I think, I think he did well to get it low enough to hit the bar, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, but so the, the, those sort of defensive duels, the, the the bit that, I don't know, like I blow hot and cold and brew it and he's had a bad couple of weeks. I think he might still be concussed. Um, the Stockport goal, <laughs> the Stockport goal that we conceded where, He's miles away from from uh, the centre forward when he puts it in. Was was a microcosm of the issues that we've had with him, and I just think Minton seems to certainly at the moment is doing very well at in those defensive moments. Um, I think we need that from our centre halves more than we need anything else. We definitely need Brewitt back, but he's he's filling the void really really well. You'll you'll hear this as we move on mentioned in the listeners' contributions, but let's talk about Nigel Clough's decision to whack Aidan Flint up at 1-1 with five minutes of normal time and then the five minutes that remains. They might do this weekly, I don't know, but there's an accusation of a whiff of arrogance or a, a real yearning for Flint to get a winner at the county grounds what baffles me about this decision and it does make a huge impact into our winning goal is they weren't particularly knocking on the door during the final stages of of the game I thought Swindon were on top so to put him up top and he was winning in the air but there was no one around him so and there was one one successful flick on he did and how it made a Mansfield player is more about Swindon than it was about Mansfield it was too 
do an empty space, which the Mansfield player got to. But I, I don't think I've seen that. Take the draw. Nigel Clough post-game was saying that we need to take the draw sometimes as the away team. But that, that's, not, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's not how you do it. And, and this yeah. is where we, we sort of bring it to the goal. Because the goal itself, Charlie Austin header, but Charlie Austin wins a header because their six foot six centre back is up front on his own. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It was bonkers, wasn't it? Like on 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 a few different levels here. So I did a bit of research on this myself, um, Rich, and it is something that Clough does. So it, it's it was nothing to do with Flint being at the county ground. I think we can we can take that out of out of consideration. You know, there, there's there's comments on on Twitter and on Mansfield forums of you know Clough needs to stop doing this. He needs to stop sending Flint up front. Why we've got the best centre back in the league and we play him up front when we're drawing away from home. So it's it's not it wasn't a Swindon thing. It is weird. It is bizarre, and I think it just backs up my claim that Mansfield will go up with Nigel Clough as manager, not because Nigel Clough's the manager. Um, what I don't understand is so a look just take the draw. I think is it would well, you don't have to take the draw, but don't put your centre half up front because that's bizarre. Also, what does it say about your attacking options off the bench? But anyway, um, but the the strangest thing for me, Rich, is that if you make that decision on the eighty fifth minute, okay, that's your call. You've made the decision. When we bring Charlie Austin on, undo the decision. <laughs> Yeah. Like Eden Flint's only role from the second Charlie Austin walked onto that pitch should have been stop Charlie Austin winning headers. That's it. Yeah. And 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 you know, luckily we've we've cat we've um capitalized on a piece of really, really bizarre decision making. Uh, that uh, by all accounts he he does routinely. Um it, it it didn't make much sense at all, did it? No, but but most importantly, one of the biggest roars at the county ground for a couple of years, it was a lovely moment for everybody inside the stand, and I'm sure in every chateau across the world. Yeah, and you can't beat a proper scramble either, can you? Yeah. You can't be I'd much rather it went in that way than just Charlie Austin's header went in. <laughs> like, I kind of want Charlie Austin to score, so Yeah, I know, I know, I get that. But like, do you know what I mean? Like in, t- in terms of like style stylistic wise, I just you can't beat it. I think we would we hit the post twice in the scramble, didn't we? And sort of I think Jay Young sort of fell over as he he sort of fell over the ball and and, and tucked it in. I just love Charlie. Like uh, Jake Young wheels away, whips his shirt off, and Charlie Austin's just on a s- spread eagled on the floor with his fists in the air, just absolutely loving it. Like it was, it was. Um, and look, you know, you'll have to hold on to your chair here because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the club media some credit as well. Um, I really loved the. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but when you take a series of action photos one after the other and then run them through, run the frames through in a in in a sort of motion way in a, in a GIF. They they put one of them out front for it, and there's sort of twelve or fourteen still images of of that whole scenario sort of unfolding. It was really enjoyable. The build up to the whole goal was lovely as well, wasn't it? And I also think we probably should um, give Tyree Shade some credit. It, that, that was that was Tyree Shade doing what what he can sometimes do, and and is absolutely has the ability to do. Um, and he's had a bit of a tough couple of weeks, so I'm glad to see him come back and have a really positive impact as well. Yeah, him in the centre of midfield did raise some eyebrows, but both of the substitutions made a massive contribution to the goal, and it, it was yeah. it was great yeah. for. You know us. my opinion on Tyree Shade, Rich. He's he's a number ten. He, he he is he can't play wide left because he can't use his left foot. Uh, he can't play wide right because he's too predictable. You put him in the ten, and he goes from chaotic negative to chaotic positive. Like his his chaos becomes part part of the part of the attraction and his ability to change games. So for me, he's he's Dan Kemp's backup, but nobody else is ever going to sort of get there with me on that. I don't think. It was a magnificent way to end. And suddenly, suddenly, as you'll hear in the listeners' contributions, people are now looking up and looking ahead to Accrington, saying that's doable, looking to Wimbledon, Tramien, whoever else we're playing, Barrow this month, and saying it's doable. But let's see how it goes. Post-match, little sound bites that uh, we haven't covered during this episode. Finn said it was good for everyone. We all needed it. Fans have stuck with us in the last month and we should have won more. Solid performance for the whole game. They have been working hard and the players are fed up as the rest of us are. There was a comment by Flynn that suggested outsiders looking in have been critical of Swindon, Swindon squad. 
In terms of the fan base, I have not seen this in numbers. I've not seen anyone really point at players. Completely the opposite. Yeah. I think these this any other club, in fact, and this club in any other time would have been getting absolute pelters. Yeah. I think we've stuck with them incredibly. I think we have. And I and I and I and I stand by that. Yeah, there's there's games where he's had a stinker. But we've not gone. What a useless bunch of of players! They should all go. We we've stood by them because as a as a collective, as a fan base, our narrative is that we've got no squad. They they look tired a lot, so it's not really their fault. That's that's what pretty much every fan has been saying for months. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And actually, as a group of players, I think they're really likable, and I think there aren't many people, there aren't many lads in that sort of fourteen, fifteen core group that aren't rated by the wider fan base. We're just frustrated that that core group isn't 18, 19. Yeah. Everybody has observed that they clearly are up for it and they want to do stuff. That's sometimes not enough, sadly. I wish it wasn't the case because we'd be well up there, but not the case. Michael Flynn also pretty much told Andrew Hawes that he should stop asking silly questions about whether conceding late goals is down to fitness. It's not. We scored in the 93rd minute, was his his words. Makes more sense for Flynn to highlight after this game in comparison to the last time he tried it, which was after the older shot <laughs> match. But um, whatever they did in midweek clearly worked because they didn't look tired. The unprompted dig was very Michael Flynn. But my question is, what's worse over multiple games? Fatigue or lack of concentration, which is what Flynn cites? Lack of concentration is, is a manifestation of fatigue, I would argue. Yeah. Um, I, this is, so like, I'm a big Michael Flynn fan when it comes to, as a football manager, I just wish he just wouldn't get wouldn't get on a microphone this often. Um, I really dislike the way he, he responds to questions that he doesn't like. Um, I think he's disrespectful and I just frankly think that he comes across as a bit of a knob when he does this and just would rather he didn't do it. There's no need for it. Um, but look, he's, you know, he's obviously a very passionate, uh, combustible guy. Post-match interviews can sometimes be a very high stress environment, but then he behaves like it in pre-match interviews as well. So for me, look, he, he's he's doing a pretty good job as a football manager. I just don't think there's much need for him to be a bit of a knob to the media, which he is often. We all like Flynn as a manager. I guess when you hear the sound bites, it, it, it's sometimes a bit icky. But to be in this industry, you've got to you've got to have a bit about you, haven't you? And, and yeah, you go. And, and Andrew does right. He, I've, I've known Andrew very lightly for a long time, and he, I'm sure he gives as good as he gets. And actually, you know, it, it, he asks very good questions in a in a very disarming way, and I'm sure he'll continue to do so. I just don't like. I just do you know what I, mean? I just don't understand why. By either party, in that, and it does happen the other way sometimes. Not not necessarily here, but at other clubs, you know, the media do ask bad questions as well. They're not perfect, but I just think in in any dynamic like that, just mutual respect it should be the absolute minimum bar. And I think sometimes Flynn doesn't show that. One game. Wait until we're a few games in before you start saying that's it. It's done because oh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you, Salford, Ginningham, Milton Keynes. Colchester, Stockport, Harrogate, and they looked absolutely knackered during the game. And it and it wasn't lack of desire, which she said before, or lack of concentration. They're on their literal knees at the end of the game, struggling. So yeah, people lose concentration because they're mentally fatigued. Fatigue isn't it doesn't nec- doesn't just have to be you ran twenty kilometers rather than eighteen. You know. Like the mental fatigue and concentration, like lack of concentration by definition is mental fatigue. That's what it is. Yeah, he see, he sees him on a daily basis. I don't want to be too precious about it, but I was just like yeah. the fact that he came in, nobody asked him about it. He just had that locked and loaded and ready to say, very Andy King. <laughs> yeah, just unnecessary. Isn't it? <laughs> cool. Could you imagine Andy King in the social media era? Oh, God. <laughs> Andy King versus STFC questions. Oh my God! Oh, gosh. Gosh, a lot of people think it's you, Terry. I know. Mm. Right, let's get some listeners' contributions and then wrap this up. 
Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlook Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager, Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering. Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, why Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, summer is here and when there's no Swindon Town, I do enjoy using my favourite streaming services to watch, you know, the same old comedies I've watched a billion times before. But hey, I love it, okay? So don't judge. Alas, being away overseas on holiday in the chateau means I have to go without some of those shows until I've returned home, but no more. NordVPN allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash lowstrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and the link is in the podcast episode description box. Enjoy your summer. Gob with Malife and again Ansfield uh, locking on to their men pretty well. Khan seems to be the one who can get free. Khan picks up a car pass, breaks towards the penalty area, feeds it to Hutton wide on the right hand side. Hutton looks up, teasing cross, Austin was running in for it, flicked away by Cargill and Brunt at the back. Swindon still have this. Uh, wide left, shade. Seeing if he can get in the cross. He's got Lewis tight to him. Shade standing over the ball. Right put it into the penalty area. Austin's all there. Austin hits the post. Comes back to him. Turns. Shoots. Hits Young. Looks towards. Austin bounces off the woodwork. Swindon leading stoppage time. Well, we've won. So let's enjoy the comments, starting with Batch saying, well, 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 it was all so obvious. Play okay in the first half. Take a lead. Mansfield quickly equalise. And then, and then. Well, we played well, and injury time winners are what football is all about. What a feeling. Credit to Michael Flynn for finally changing it about. Young, man of the match. Bamboo Creatives gives man of the match to Khan. Ironically, though, he goes on to say, if only Town could make that massive gap between defence and midfield a bit smaller. Good win today, and most fans should be happy with that, despite some squeaky bum time and feelings of potentially bottling it. Hoju says, it's just nice to be happy. Mitchell Singh says, the normal boys were on form. However, big shout out to Minturn, Kinsella and Kokolo. Kinsella's discipline meant we got the best out of Khan as it gave him the freedom to drive. Minturn at 19 against some units up front. Kokolo knowing exactly when to stick or twist in attack. PJ says, might be the beer talking after being in hospitality today, but one of our better performances for sure. I don't think we're allowed much attacking wise and counted them perfectly. Flynn got it spot on tactically. Khan was my man of the match. Seemed to be everywhere. Chris Van Roon says, Khan and Young had great performances. It's great to get that first win in six weeks. Smiling's my favourite. Ducker Jenkins said, showed some heart and fighting spirit. Subs well managed by Michael Flynn and Khan. Man of the match was great for 80 minutes, not 60. FBT much improved. Kemp and Young excellent again. I wonder if Austin wins his header prior to Young's winner if Flint isn't up front. Paul Merriman says, that's how you win a match. Thought Minton was brilliant except one error which went our way. Kemp ran his socks off as usual. Youngie had them so rattled they resorted to fouling him. Thought McEachran was much better today. A good team effort. Kemp, man of the match. DM says, absolutely cracking game. Khan's best game for some time. Definitely man of the match. Minton did well. We all need to remember he's still 19. CG Regular says, an unexpected but well-deserved three points. The addition of Kinsella gave our midfield some much-needed discipline and allowed Kemp and Khan, who was man of the match, to dictate the play. 
Young Clinical today with his chances, and we maintained our shape and focus for 90 minutes. Good times. SM4750 said, excellent performance. Minter makes me nervous due to errors, but was solid at the back. Kent worked his socks off, clearly showed their attitude to us when they put their defender Flint up front. How wrong they were when we nicked it at the end. Man of the match, Minter, best game yet. TJ Meerkat says, we hadn't won in so long that at full time, I started singing Oh Happy Day by the Edwin Hawkins Singers. What a result. In the words of Patrice Evra, I love this team. Jake Young, man of the match. Nathan Shepard says, the relief and look on everyone's faces when the winner went in was priceless. Khan, man of the match, just watched the winner again and smiling even more. David James Bond says, well-deserved win. Ref awful, Khan, man of the match, superb midfield display. Swindon Matt 35 says, wow, what a performance. All played a blinder. Man of the match, Khan. Hope this kick starts our season. Jason Spacey says you just cannot beat an injury time winner. Khan, man of the match. Scribble Milk says take Austin out and we look so much more dynamic going forward. We just need another attacking player from midfield. Good performance, man of the match. Saidu Khan. Sarah V says... The most dedicated stoppage time that we've seen in a while to push and get the winner. Better than most games. Come on, you Reds. Hashtag, oh baby. Bitter Gillespie says, resilience at last. 90 plus five minutes. They can do it. Swindon 60 says, team selection was excellent, allowing Khan to play a more attacking role. And Minton was impressive in defence. Young and Kemp were a constant threat. Really good performance by Swindon Town. Young, man of the match. STFC underscore... 1969 says so much more structured performance everyone battled hard all over the pitch man of the match clough for going all andy king and putting flint up front at 85 minutes pyman 80 says very happy change of formation breathe new life into the side we look decent again man of the match kemp Jimmy Legs says, rode our luck at times, but what a performance from the boys. Interesting to see where we go from here. Young man of the match. I've missed this feeling. Injury time winners are the tits. Jamie Goodwin says, excellent performance overall with really good energy. After a few tired weeks, can't say that, Jamie. Kemp, man of the match. Everything good came via him. Mino ran him close enough. Solid everywhere, a little more patience and care on the ball today massively helped. Philip Woodward says, very good game, ebbed and flowed deliciously. Seemed nicely balanced without Austin, to be honest, but his introduction at the end caused the necessary chaos. Khan, man of the match. Craig Clark said, every bit as good as Mansfield, not just for an hour, but for 90 minutes. An amazing result. Need to follow it up or it means very little. Man of the match, young, a constant threat, or even Khan, back to his usual self. Come on, you Ritz. Wardy S says, didn't see that coming. Great win. Minton, man of the match. Lewis says, much better defensively with three in midfield. Khan, man of the match. He was unreal. Oscar Manners, you say, says, only we could have ended their unbeaten run. It just had to be. Adam Johnson says, travelled from Northern Ireland with little hope, but left thinking we will win the league. But seriously, team fought hard, could have gone either way, but got the result. Was most impressed with Minton in terms of potential. Hope he keeps improving. Whip round to get me back. Tom Elliott says a well-balanced performance from town, more disciplined and structured in the first half, conserving energy to compete until the end. Minter, man of the match. Great to see an academy lad thriving. Khan, very good. Also, good to see Rob Angus amongst us in the town end. Bravo, town. Rob Dinsey says, seemingly so unlikely that we really should have seen it coming. Best performance for ages obviously. Lots of good performances. The extra midfielder really helped. Kemp, man of the match. Robert Hammond says, Flynn's tactical changes work today and oh, the joy of an extra time winner. Khan, man of the match. Leifer says, please for Flynn more than anyone. Good manager in my opinion and had the bottle to drop Charlie. 
right back in the mix now. Bernie Man says, great game and a result and performance sums up our season. Battered first 10, took control, scored, went to sleep at the back, conceded, turned to basketball game and then go and score a 94th minute scrambled winner. Young should be man of the match, but Khan had a stormer, so gets it. Phew. The reddest frog says, Khan drove us forward time and time again, strong and a great touch. Adair says Mansfield deserved that for their complete lack of respect in putting Aidan Flint up front. Clough's tactics played into our hands in the end. Kemp and Young, the standouts, and an honourable mention for Williams Cocolo, who is giving us much-needed balance down the left. Onwards! Paul Loves Nature says, Great win today against a very underwhelming Mansfield. All credit to every player today, but man of the match for me is Young, with shout-outs to Khan, Kemp, and Mingoat. Bennett Carew says, Gutsy, if slightly lucky win, but we score two goals and look more structured. Will be interesting to see if we revert to normal against lesser teams. Man of the match, Khan. Matt Hanger says, as per normal, more stoppage time goals. <laughs> David Bunt says, another good performance, this time coming with points. Harrison Minton making a big difference. Khan and Young, great games. Sweden Sparkle gives man of the match to Harrison Minton. And STFC Sean says, take it all in, my friends. A much needed win to boost us all. H the Duck says, well, team looks so much better after a week's rest. Kemp, Young and Khan, all very good today. Man of the match, Young for the two goals. Well done to Michael Flynn for the correct lineup and use of subs at the right times too. Time to start looking back up the table once more. Ben Sharp says, Harrison Minton, man of the match, uneffing real. Swindon Spartan says, get in two points outside the playoffs. Paul Temple says, what a great feeling to get a last minute winner. Much better commitment all round. Still a bit lacking on second ball, but thought midfield much better for having the extra man. Man of the match, Kemp. Minton so nearly gets it. Shout out to Khan, Dokes and FBT for some good driving forward runs. Tim Gilmore says, young man of the match, closely followed by Kemp. Hurrah! Flynn has tactical flexibility and loaded the midfield to restrict the supply. We still need to strengthen the squad in January, though. Gary Harvey says, much better side without Austin. Man of the match, Khan, who ran the show. And finally, Angry Crayfish, who says, you gotta love footy sometimes. Make no mistakes, that was a deserved win. Minimal shaky moments aside from FBT, unable to make up his mind whether to tackle or stand the player up and did neither. We looked organised and contained them for 19 minutes. To be honest, when I saw the lineup. I feared the worst, but the team pulled out a massive performance, pressed forwards like earlier in the season, and they couldn't handle us. Superb from Minturn, Young ran all day, Kemp did Kemp things, Kinsella and George looked solid in midfield, Khan back to his best, and my man of the match. Right, so in summary, Terry, injury time winners are good for the soul. Uh, Michael Flynn got it right with the formation change. Rode our luck, but deserved the win. Better without Austin, who still made a good impact. And how about them playoff places? So the mood has made a huge shift from Moody Blues to very, very happy. And, you know, why not? We've, we've had a rough month or two let's just enjoy the moment yes let's enjoy the moment i am a naturally very much more cautious than a lot of those comments um at the start of november we were chatting about you know how many points do we expect from november and i went four and we're on four so and that would be four points from five games so let's see how what happens tuesday you've got to back it up you have to back this up Otherwise, it just becomes one of those moments where we've nicked a winner, we've nicked a game that's really tight through a scrambled in off your ass goal, which is great fun in the moment. It doesn't mean much outside of that moment. Um, so let's see where we are Tuesday. Um, because four points from November is not a good return, even if the even if the win was enjoyable. Yeah, and and also everyone say, well, we're only two points off the playoffs. Well, that's on the basis that everyone else around us loses. All results go our way. We played this dance on the low strangers far too many times exactly. <laughs> over the years where we're like, well, if we win our game in hand. We know by now, right? League two is such a weird league. I remember the, the, last year we um, went up to Northampton away over Christmas and I, and I met my old man up there. Um, and, you know, he doesn't go as often as he does, but he still follow, follows it. And he was like, I don't, he was like, oh, well, you know, when I came out, I'd look at the league table to see, you know, what where, where we were. 
It's like, I don't understand because we lose every week, but we're still sick. It's like, that's League Two. That's what happens. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. We, we, we're, we're on a, uh, a run. We were on a run of one win in nine, was it? One win in 10, something like that. And we were still, still 10th in that, in that, you know. So it is a weird, weird league. But as close as we are to the top seven, we can get sucked in either way because we're four point, you know, four points off twentieth and two points off seventh. That is this league. It's mental. Yeah, and in terms of man of the match, Shadu Khan won the vote by some distance, but there were plenty of nods this week. Uh, Minturn Young and Kemp all getting plenty. But who are we going for, Terry? Jake Young. There we go. Oh, he is ace. I bloody, I just love watching him play football. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is just one big ball of enthusiasm and talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. to boot yeah. and considering exactly. his return in his career we have got the best out of him and it seems to be happening recently where players just come and have a little romance with us get, get, make sure their career is prolonged by a few years and we'll see them at some point a million percent yeah I, I you know Scott Twine um, had that had that sort of six months with us in league one where everyone talked every week about how he scored worldies every week and actually you look back and I think he scored like two um, <laughs> but, but Honestly, I think if you put Jake Jake Young's fifteen goals together, I'd, I'd imagine six or seven of them are absolute screamers as well. The the, the 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 boy can finish. He can finish. And finally, Accrington Stanley suddenly feels there for the taking. They're not in great form. Tuesday night, tricky, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, frustrating on this one because, um, as you know, Rich, I spend most of my Tuesday nights overnight in Manchester with work, and I'm and I'm not there this week. Even if I was. That silly old me thinking that you could travel from Accrington to Manchester on a Tuesday evening in less than an hour um, was 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 quickly proven wrong. So I, I won't be there, even though I thought I, I was going to be able to make it. I also absolutely despise their owner. So fingers crossed we give them a right old beating. For all reasons, they're perfectly valid. Let's go. Terry, thank you very much. Nice one, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds! Come on Swindon! Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.